Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Fem.com. Bring Kenny in there, club kid. We, <laughs> what you know about that? We are back. <laughs> no fifty. We are back. Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite, Austin is in here. Strick must have stepped out. Let him hit start his weekend off early, old school. He's watching Bell uh, West tonight. Oh yeah. Yep. I got you. It, 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 hey man, he's always working, man. But. uh you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Kenny, um, is a little situation up there in Michigan. And you can dive into it as much as you want. I want your opinion uh, as well, Austin. Uh, as we know, one of the biggest losses, I think, for Matt Rule and the University of Nebraska was Ernest Hausman transferring to Michigan. But how does it work? And this is also for you people out there that are saying that kids shouldn't be able to transfer X, Y, and Z. Because I'm assuming Ernest Hausman transferred with his assuming that his relationship with the linebacker coach would not be over in a matter of a couple of weeks. So what are the options? Say if Kenny, you recruited me, I'm Jay Foreman and I transfer to said college and something happens, whether you get a job somewhere else or promotion or mutually decide to leave, what are my options as an athlete? When, when you, when you say if I've already transferred or before or after. No. So I tra- So me, I just like Ernest house situation. Yep. He goes in the portal. Mm-hmm. You rec- you recruited me. Obviously, it's already you know he's already on campus. You're still employed up until last week, I think, and then you leave, take a job or anything. What, what are the options for that player if it's a position coach? For that player, yeah. Well, you, you, if, unless you graduate, you can't transfer again. You you don't sign an NLI, so you're not bounded, but. Unless right. you graduate, you cannot transfer again. There wouldn't be an option to get a special waiver. There should be. Consider, right, considering – because it happens all the time. It used to happen, remember, Kenny, when, when there was only one signing period. Yep. The coach would stay on until he gets to class. And yep. then next thing you know, a week later, oh, I got an opportunity, um, which isn't fair to the kids. And now, granted, they are, the old saying is you go to the university or you commit to the university. But part of the reason why you do commit is the relationship with the Kenny Wilhite yep. is the relationships with, you know, um, you know, the Barrett Roods and those guys. And so that's why some guys choose to, to leave. Um, I just was wondering about that because it's a little bit of a hairy situation because I know as a player, um, and this is no different than uh, getting a new coach in the NFL and you know, you yourself, you know, this Kenny being in the NFL and CFL coaches come in and want their guys. I remember being at the height of my career. Um, on the sending player, you know, uh, part played part-time my rookie year, um, did well at the end, did well my second year, did really well my third year, went to Houston, led the league in tackles. And next thing you know, um, or actually the first two years led to, was led the league in tackles one year, second or third the next year. We bring in uh, a coach by the name of Tom Olivadotti, uh, who had coached the Giants and Michael Barrow and all those guys, you know, prior of for the Giants when they made their run. And first thing he told me, he's like, 
you know, Michael Barrow's my guy, but you're not really my guy. And, uh, you know, you, you know, I, like I had to reprove myself. So me knowing that, you know, obviously that can happen in the co- college ranks as well. You know, who you recruit, who you recruited before you got there, the new linebacker coach or promoted, or what your idea is of a linebacker in certain schemes, right? Because I want to ask you about this, Kenny. Why is it some defensive coaches or defensive uh, I guess coordinators try to say, Hey, if you are a right corner, you need to be five ten and above. If you're a left corner, I need you to be Richard Sherman, you know, cause you, you never see really uniform corners, mm-hmm. you know, like you see these days. If you look, here's a good example, sauce Gardner and the other sauce Gardner is about six, two, 200 pounds, big in your face fluid. The other guy is very, not small, but five ten. you know, his feet pitter patter. Why is it they they try to you know focus on looks versus productivity? Because most of the time the ball is played where? Uh, well, the left side of the defense. Yeah. There, there you go. So you want that right. guy, you want the shorter guy where you can hide him, mm-hmm. and the bigger guy and the taller guy where there, there's going to be some bumping and grinding. You have to come right. up and make a run, make a tackle. So that's mm-hmm. that's some guys thinking. Right. I didn't care if you were you mean like like Malcolm for exa- example. Right. He, he, he made plays all year. He, because one because his his belief in himself, right? Right. And two because of his work ethic. He took coaching and he took off. Whereas right. whereas there's a taller guy, more athletic guy that didn't want to be coached, thought he was already there and you know, he went to the other side of the ball. Right. You know what I mean? But yep. Malcolm took advantage of every opportunity he got. And me, when 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 I was fortunate enough to get put back on the field, I made sure I stayed on him and didn't let him slip. You can't take a playoff, young fella. You can't. Right. You cannot. You got to think every play the ball is coming to you. Right. You got to be – you got to think you have to have the mind frame that they're going to throw the ball to your guy every play. Even when his when his when his eyes were getting bad or his feet right. would get bad, I'm like, yo, no, we can't do that. You cannot afford to do that. You know, and then you w- the only thing he's I would say that he needs work on is playing a deep ball. Right. Other than that, he's straight. He you yeah. know, you, you know, he's straight. He still yeah. needs to work on tackling, but his his two weaknesses was playing a deep ball and tackling. And right. I think he's gonna work on those and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have Except a to- yep. Yeah, and and it, well, and you said one of the things you said. He, you know, he wants to get better. Uh, he, he accepts coaching. I wanted to ask you this about the deep ball because I call it tracking the ball. Yes. And I and I and I was talking about and the reason why I was doing a a different show on for Big Ten and I was talking to him about they were it was actually a, a couple years ago we were talking about the the two Bellevue uh, West tight ends mm-hmm. that they had. One went to Auburn, other went to Oklahoma. And I said one, I would actually say I would say, hey man, you I would show him Jason P- Peters. That's going to be a Hall of Fame uh, left tackle that he was a tight end. Think about becoming a tight end, Mm -hmm. right? Because the separation isn't there. That's just my opinion, right? And you can make $30 million by the time you get there, and you just need to be able to walk and shoot guns. The other one, I think, was Helms. He was was good in and out of his breaks, real physical, but he didn't track the the deep ball, in my opinion, very good. So conversely, flipping to the defensive side of the ball, what are some of the things as a coach and as a player – that you can do to to improve on that 
uh, because it is very hard because you saw it in the Super Bowl, yep. right? Yep. You know, um, A.J. Brown's first touchdown. Yep. That was great. That was great coverage until like the last half a millisecond, and that's tracking the deep ball. That's Talk about that right there because it's huge, and that's a, it's a quality that some guys either – some just have it naturally, you know, just kind of like – and they don't even know what they're doing, but some have to really work on it. So I always practice as, as a defensive back coach deep balls. You got to have a deep ball drill. You want to save their legs, but you got to have a deep ball drill because they don't do it. If they don't practice it, you can't expect them to do it in the game. So we always, if, if either if it was a Sunday practice, the day after a Saturday's game, we, mm-hmm. we to get those legs loosened back up, we do deep balls or on a Monday's practice. But you have to practice. Now me, I was fortunate enough, I played baseball, played in the yep. outfield. So I was, I think, and I don't want to brag on myself, but my uncle took me outside. And he threw a football up in the dark. Listen to me now. Yeah, I like it. I like it though. I like that. You, you, you hey, use the force. Seven years old, he threw the football up in the in the middle of the street, and I had to find mm-hmm. it. I took so many balls off the head, but by the time you know you, your eyes have to be focused, and the only right. thing you see when that ball is coming at you is that white stripe at the last second, right? So I was fortunate yeah. I, I did some of that, but then yeah. baseball came into play. That's why I was a, a pretty decent punt return. Because I can find the ball off a foot yeah. and judge the ball and get up underneath it and do it. Right. So if you don't practice it, you're not you can't expect the kids to be good at it. So you practice it. Some kids are naturally good at it, mm-hmm. and some kids aren't. If you have a, a I was like a, I was a former quarterback because I had a decent arm. But if you don't have a guy that has a decent arm, you get the jug machine out, chuck it up there yeah. to him, or you can use a backup quarterback to help yeah. you with that. Yeah, it'll help them too as far as learning how to throw the deep ball. Yes. You're, you're getting you're getting work both hands. I wanted to ask you also to double down on that. The deep ball is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing, this is probably prior to Scott and maybe a little bit while Scott here, but it was really, really, um, it really, really, you know, showed its ugly head when Mike Riley was here and a little bit towards the end of Bo was the 50 50 ball. Yes. What are the, some of the things? Is it, For me, I feel like a 50 50 ball is how you practice. Yes. Right. If you practice all the way through, if you practice, you know, swiping at the ball, even though, you know, Kenny might catch it on me, but I'm always digging at it. Well, just that one or two times during the year, the fumble or you'll make a big pass breakup. I want to ask your opinion on that about the 50 50 balls, because those are things in defensive stats that, you know, the, 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 the stat gurus track. But those are things that can really take your defense up a notch or two just by, you know, being better at that. So talk about what you would do or tell somebody to work on or teach a player to be better at those 50-50 balls because it's it's the most important when it's in the crucial part of the game. Yes, so on the 50-50 balls, if it's a fade ball, we always – there's an old saying, first guy in the air wins the war, right? Yeah. Then you yeah. high point the ball. When I say high point, your arms have to be fully extended. They have to be fully extended. That's called high pointing the ball. First right. man in the air wins the war – then you high point the ball. Now, if it's a dig route or out route, curl route, you always say finish, finish through the ball. So when I say finish through the ball, if you have your, if you're going sideways, one side or the other, right? One arm, right. the upfield arm is to secure the ball. The arm closest to the ball is to rip it right? or punch it out, right? So you secure the right. tackle with one arm or you punch through it, punch through his other arm, where the ball is with the other arm. Right. So the 50-50 balls, if you don't practice it, you're not going to be good at doing it. 
So there's right. drills for that too. You can incorporate drills in practice for it. So when you go to a seven on seven or eleven on eleven situation, then you it's already in their head. Okay, coach wants me to finish through the ball. Don't be don't be satisfied with a guy catching the ball on you and you're not trying to get it out. The play's right. not over until the whistle's blown, right? Yeah. So I, I wanted to also ask you this as far as uh, the mentality and practice. We've got about two minutes here, actually a minute, is how important is it – I know what the answer, but I'm still asking you here. Obviously, we're on radio. How important is it to you to make sure that you tell the guys that are, say, on scout team, let's just do this, right, that you're, you're here to ball. Yes. You're not practice dummy. No. Because I think you can improve your depth of the team if you take away that mentality of I'm just here to take it on the chin – I'm just trying to get through practice. I'm just trying to get through practice. And we could talk about, you know, if we can get an NIL deal or Snapchat or what party we're going on. I think if you really emphasize it, I'm telling you, I mean, Kenny, you know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's important because those are reps that you're getting that you can't, that aren't high school reps, that you're playing against the best of the best. Talk about how important that is. We've got about 45 seconds. Well, that's a, that's a long answer. Yeah. Just go right, here. I'll do it better. My my favorite thing on a scale of one to seven. You, you hear that, Austin? I know. So whoever it is, on you and your one to seven one scales, to, Jay. One to seven. <laughs> Whatever happened hey, to one to ten? It's the new age, man. He's too Ivy League, Chris Kenny. They, they do they they do ma- new math this way. So okay. On a scale of one to seven, seven the most important. How important is it to change the mentality of your scout team, uh, and, and you know going against your starters? It's an eight. There it is. It's an eight. <laughs> tonight bro i like it see we got there we got to the break see there we, we're hitting the brakes and we're gonna even though even though we're way, I'm way across the country and then and then we're still hitting it we got strict he's probably on the highway you're making money to fly away heading back to the o but we're gonna we're gonna talk about these hellcat huskers i'm gonna explain to you what the hellcat huskers are to make you, you ain't hype enough kenny bro hellcat huskers so we're gonna come back with our short segment talk about these hellcat huskers Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite, Austin on the ones and twos. Old school, we'll be right back.